We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing professional esports organizations. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice, as all of the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Mark Josie. Mark is the CEO and co-founder of esports organization Kansas City Pioneers. The Kansas City Pioneers are an esports org based in Kansas City that compete in various games, including Rocket League, Rainbow Six Siege, Madden, and Halo. Mark is also a partner at Social Apex, which is a marketing agency in Kansas City that specializes in brand strategy, social media management, and content creation. He's also the marketing chair for the Kansas City Esports Coalition. Prior to that, he worked in various director roles at Sprint and Verizon Wireless. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Justin. My pleasure. So, you know, tell us a little about your past, you know, esports and gaming experience. You know, what was the first game you played and how'd you kind of first get into esports? Yeah, I, I think the first game was Mario. Um, you know, the first real game that I can remember grinding to win was Zelda. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of grew from there um, and, you know, just played casually from, you know, Halo and Call of Duty and, you know, some other things. And, uh, and, and like, it, it was a hobby, of course. And, you know, you do that through college. And then, you know, I went out and got a a corporate job and it was more of a hobby and then uh which turns into now like very serendipitous to be like thing that i was passionate about as a kid i'm passionate about as an adult right and in between so awesome i mean that's kind of how it is so you know tell us a little about the kansas city pioneers you know why was it founded what's your day-to-day like and you know what are you guys doing at the team yeah, so the, the Kansas City Pioneers were founded to be, you know, an esports organization. Uh, we have several, you know, pro teams underneath us uh, that you mentioned from from the top. Uh, content creators, streamers. There's about fifty of us. Uh, in terms of why it was created, it, 
passion, number one, right? Like, uh, just why not? Like, let's have an organization in Kansas City. The Midwest is arguably underserved from a gaming perspective, and and the timing just just felt really good. Um, you know, we happened to meet uh, Sam Kulikov and I, uh, our partners at Social Apex Media, which is a marketing company. And Sam had known LJ, uh, Lorenzo Brown, for, for quite a while. And LJ had an idea of like, hey, uh, what do you guys think about an esports org here in Kansas City? And it went from tell me more to let's do it. And then it just grew from there. So, um, you know, it's really exciting to, to, to see it start from you know, kind of a conversation in a room with a couple of folks to where we are now um, and, you know, the plans that we have in the future. So, yeah, that's kind of the backstory. Yeah, so what are some, you know, some of the stuff you guys are competing in? I know, you know, Rocket League is a big title. Yes. So Rocket League, um, the WCBC, which is the Women's Carball Championship, uh, Halo, Rainbow Six, and Madden currently. Awesome. So, you know, we were kind of talking about a little, so how do you guys find a brand that you try to, you know, work and align with when you're trying to build this new org? In terms of like brands, it's, it's really critical for us to <clears throat> one, protect the integrity of our organization um, and find trusted partners that, that make sense to us. Um, and so both of that kind of surrounds transparency and authenticity and culture. And what I mean by that is like early on, we didn't want to be sponsored by like Larry's used mattress farm or something, right? Because it's like, hey, put our logo here and do this. It, it was really important to us to build and scale um, for us to be in a position to, you know, financially and, and organizationally to, to go out and look for partners that made sense to who we are. So, you know, we're thrilled to have, if you look at, you know, the culture, the mission, the vision and values uh, of some of our partners, they align wonderfully, uh, as well as they're authentic, right? So if you just take DoorDash, like, of course we use DoorDash, right? Like, it's not, it's not disingenuous. It's not, you know, pushing something on uh, folks that, you know, um, wouldn't be using it or wouldn't be interested. So, so I think it's a very pragmatic approach to say, you know, what do we believe in? What are our core values? Who are partners that align? And it's a really exciting time, Justin, because you know, you're seeing a lot more non-endemic esports brands and companies uh, take interest in gaming and esports writ large. So uh, that creates, you know, a nice opportunity to say, hey, we can be, you know, selective is probably a good word, but uh, look for better or look for really good alignment and some of those things. And that's what we've done. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially as you're kind of getting in the space, you want to do the right way. So is it more like local and Kansas City based sponsorships, more national or international? Is it kind of a combination of both? Yeah, we've been fortunate that both of both, both national and local, but more of a combination of higher on the national side, which is which is really exciting. And I, and I credit that to uh, a couple of things taking our time, um, you know, while, while I realize that, you know, the addressable market of esports is high, highly driven uh, from a sponsorship perspective. It's also like, hey, you have to understand um, what you're looking to accomplish, right? Like short term, long term. And I think that helps you make a little bit better decisions. And the second piece is really w what differentiates, which is like, of course, it's your fans, the games that you're in, the brand the content, right? Content, 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 access, uh, transparency or access to the, to not just the org and leadership and, 
and the pros and the content creators. So some of those things all were levers that we were able to, to really think about, um, put some goals behind it and align with getting some of those uh, larger, larger brands, right? National brands. And then, you know, local is, is something that we're always interested in, but we, we, we look at it as um, what we would say is, you know, traditional sports, right? Like we're very similar to the Kansas city chiefs or the Royals in terms of, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, fan base here, but we also have players from everywhere and people watch us from everywhere. So it's really, you know, I mean, I'm not saying anything that's, you know, not well known, but we definitely approach it as like, Hey, if we want to build the Kansas city pioneers to be here for the next 50 years, which we firmly believe will for a myriad of reasons, then that helps us really think about some of the, you know, strategic um, initiatives and actions we take to engage with specific uh, partners. Interesting. So how do you guys kind of decide what, you know, players you sign and, you know, titles to enter and how does that kind of all work? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, right? Like there's, there's scouting just like, we'll just continue to, to you know, pr- propagate the, the uh, traditional sports analogy, but, you know, similar to baseball, we're scouting, right? We're looking in the double A and the triple A and, and obviously, um, you know, pros that are playing for other teams that are, are looking to, you know, renegotiate their contract or whatever. So I, I think it's like, first you have to identify a talent in a couple of different forums, right? Um, for, for Before that, I would say it's like, hey, how many, <laughs> having an understanding of how many sports do we want to be in? <clears throat> Excuse me. How many, uh, and then what are they, right? And what makes sense for uh, us as a brand and what are we excited about and passionate about it? And, and then you kind of just start funneling it down to like, here's, here's the talent. And, and then you look for talent and you, you look for branding and you, Hey, can I build on the talent? Can we build on the branding? Is there an opportunity to find people that could come together and believe in a larger thing? And, and, you know, that sounds a, a little hokey, but like, that's the magic. Right. And then there's a little bit of luck, right? There's a little bit of luck. So, uh, that's, that's pretty much our formula for sure. And again, it's not any kind of secret. It's just, Hey, let's, let's go out and make this important and ongoing. And, and so for us, we've been lucky in terms of having really good talks, uh, starting the talks and then it's moved past, you know, luck to execution with like, Hey, here's our community. Here's our brand. Here's our fan base. Here's what we believe in. And so that, that becomes a little bit easier on, on the back end. but it's just constantly looking. <laughs> I mean, that's an important you know point that you bring up while obviously, you know, social media metrics and all these things are important beyond that. You have to look at, you know, who the talent is, what they're about, who they, what they're kind of putting out into the world and what their own personal messagery is. And I think sometimes that kind of gets a little bit lost on, you know, some upcoming talent where they're just so focused on, oh, how do I get more views? How do I get more likes and all these things that you don't realize that you have to be a little bit more robust than that. And you have to see what also makes you, you and how that aligns with what other people are doing. Because I think that people kind of just only focus on metrics, whether it's top ranking or top performers or you know, top social following when there's a lot more that goes into these, you know, decisions. A hundred percent. And, and it, what you're seeing more is that world of being really highly competitive of, at something, but n- not a high social presence or a high social presence 
and more casual, right? Gaming and stuff. And you're seeing that starting to come together. So that union and that Venn diagram is continuing to grow um, because that's what fans are looking for, right? They're looking for more connection. They're looking for more interaction. They're looking uh, to be a part of that community. And you as a, you know, you know, young girl or boy starting out, uh, or, you know, at, at the top have to start thinking about like the longevity of like, you know, what does my brand mean and what do I stand for and how do I engage with my community and how does that fit into, um, you know, the org and the bigger, and the bigger picture. So those are definitely things that we take on. And then of course there's like from a team base, um, then it's like, chemistry right like what what you know let's look for you know is it a utility player is it leadership we're looking for is it cultivating future talent so there's a there's a lot of things that go into it but i think you're spot on with it's like hey if you're if you're focused on um just one thing you're probably missing out on on something to to drive more value to your community to yourself to your brand in the future right absolutely we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely. So, you know, I know you guys are involved in Madden. So why Madden? You know, is there a particular reason? There is a particular reason. That's our OG sport, man. That's the original one. So... The first person we picked up was Beast Mode Mac, and he is here from Kansas City, which is fantastic. And he's the 2017 Madden champion. I'm making this like WWF belt, but he's got this huge like you know gold belt or whatever. And so, of course, that's that's uh, we've we've stuck with Beast Mode Mac, and and he's great. And so, like that was the first kind of tangible here's a person in Kansas city and, and that was the start. So that's why, and you know, it's fun. Uh, we have the chiefs here. So credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more with a credit karma money spend account. You can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card. And if you win, You'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. 
Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Or not, you know. Um, yeah, that's why. Well, you know, I'm a definitely a big sports fan. Played Madden all my life. So, you know, I'm definitely excited about seeing that you guys are in that title. And it, you know, makes a lot of sense to kind of, like you said, have the hometown vibe, have a game that's a little bit easier to go mainstream with, not as violent, which we know sometimes is a problem for certain brands and certain age groups. So, you know, these sports titles, including Rocket League that you guys are in, kind of solve some of these issues. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. <clears throat> you know, you you want to figure out like under the umbrella of the Kansas City Pioneers, you know, what's our bandwidth and runway to to make sure that we engage our fans and our players, take care of them on on both sides and what are we really passionate about and 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 can we build an org that has a little bit for everyone, right? So I, I think we've accomplished that and we we are fortunate to have some really incredible, you know, talented folks you know, working behind the scenes on the pioneers, uh, from a leadership perspective. Um, and, and of course, like the pros and the content creators and the streamers and our creative team that make everybody look really great. Um, it, it's, it's much easier to do when, when you're doing things with like, you know, authenticity, excitement, integrity with the vision, articulating that communicating back and being in some really exciting sports. So yeah, we're, we're, th- we're thrilled to be where we're at for sure. Awesome. So I know you kind of started to mention a little bit. So tell us a little about, you know, the streaming content team. What kind of benefits do you guys see from having this as part of your organization? I, I think first and foremost, it's pull through. So you have a streamer that has their own community. Uh, if it makes sense to, you know, how they, uh, what they play or how they engage with their fans or what they're about for lack of a better phrase. And if that aligns with your vision and values and your mission or your, and, or your sport that, that you're in, um, that's kind of what you're looking for. And then it's just pull through, right? So if you have a really good streamer that's already doing this, of course, you're going to say, Hey, love what you're about. Um, you know, we're in this sport too. It makes sense. Can we collab and do some really cool stuff? And, you know, can you join the org type stuff? and and pull those fans through and then and then also on the other side is like and then we can give you access to to a whole new you know group of people that are going to jump into your stream and stuff and on top of which we have you know uh an entire group of people that are super creative at at um making the creative right so uh there's there's a lot of benefits from that so it's it's mostly pull through i would say um, on both sides, which is great. And, and why wouldn't you want to support folks that align with your, with what you're trying to accomplish the sport that you're in and you like their vibe and it like, Hey, if it makes sense, then like, let's do it together. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point. Cause you kind of see organizations kind of taking, I feel like there's kind of two approaches. There's one that's just like really the ultra competitive. We just want the best teams. We're trying to win all the tournaments. And then there's those that are kind of more, you know, content creator and streamer and impressions. And also they have some competitive angle, but it's not really their sole focus. So, you know, I think that it's important to see, you know, why different teams, you know, approach it, how they do. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's back to that kind of like union in the Venn diagram with like, you know, streaming and access and the content you're putting out plus competing at a really high level. And, and a lot of people do both spoiler alert. Right. So, uh, and then it just goes back, like, you know, there's a reason why, 
people like to see athletes on socials because you want to know more, you want to learn more, you want to see, you want to engage. Like, how much do they practice? What do they do? What like what are trick shots? What are they like? What are they a, eating? Yes, right. Like, who do they support? Like, what causes do they support? Like, who are they on and off the field, pitch, court, etc. And and that, of course, is not a better space to do that and and then gaming, right? And then streaming and content creation because you have an opportunity really to go like, hey. If I'm going to jump in front of a camera every day, um, it's going to become pretty quick, like who I am, right? Like, you know what I mean? And and then uh, you just go out and do it. And then it, why wouldn't you want to do that if you're a pro as well? And so it's just building on that access and that kind of transparency and feeling more connected. And that's such a huge differentiator than uh, traditional sports, like a little less now. Um, and you're certainly seeing more traditional sports athletes get involved in the esports organizations streaming for, right. We have, we're, we're very fortunate to, we're signing, uh, one person this week, which, uh, I was hoping to get that done today, but it didn't happen. Uh, we're, we're still, we're still waiting for some things, but which is going to be super exciting. We have Jack Sock, which is, you know, Olympic gold medalist in tennis and Wimbledon and which is just insane. We have Andrew Wiley who, um, you know, has the big Super Bowl ring for the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. So like, that's really cool that, that, not just cool as like a fan of those sports and, and those, those folks themselves, but also just like, man, isn't it crazy that like traditional sports athletes are like, yeah, I want to come stream for you and do some cool stuff together. And it's like, wow. We're, and, and it's always about like, you know, they like the org, they like the, the, the vision and the mission and the vibe. Right. And then they like the content that we're able to do together. And then it's really and that's a, probably a big part of their decision-making, right? And that's a big part of the value prop. And I'm sure that's a big, big part of the decision tree, as I was saying, about why you would want to choose a, a certain org. But it's also like they can connect to their fans differently than they have before. Like, I can't yell Patrick Mahomes' name, you know, in a game and him hear me, right? He doesn't break out of the huddle, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He doesn't break out of the huddle and go, hey, Mark, row section you know, whatever, tooth, whatever, section row, this, like, thanks for coming to your fifth, like, Chiefs game, right? Or thanks for this. Nice jersey. Yeah, nice jersey. And, like, so just the experience of, like, that in a chat, in a stream, in a recognition of, of, you know, subbing for a long time, getting a call out is just super cool. And, you know, that's the, that's the future of entertainment, right? What, what people want, what they want, when they want, how they want it and, and faster and, uh, esports, gaming, streaming, content creation from, from that perspective, all check those boxes, right? A hundred percent. You know, I'm definitely at that intersection of the entertainment and sports and the gaming world and, you know, work with some athletes who are in that. And I, I just, it's like a natural fit because this is already what they're doing. And it's something that if you've been involved in the sports world, you know that they just all play Madden and FIFA and 2K. And it's just like part of what they do. And now that, like you said, they're able to really kind of engage directly with their fans where it's like, oh, wow, this is Amon Green or this is Austin Eckler or, you know, Juju Smith or Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or any of these, you know, professional athletes that are also being gamers. They're actually streaming. They're actually playing Call of Duty just like I am. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little bit more – for whatever reason, it's a little bit more relatable. Like I'm terrible at, at Call of Duty, but seeing 
Um, you know, Andrew Jamal Charles be terrible yeah. at Call of Duty. It's funny too, <laughs> right? But there's some way that I can relate, even if they were peaking on on the game. I can relate a little bit better than that. Then go like I can throw a football or shoot a basketball. Like it's not even remotely the same. So I, it's just an interesting kind of dichotomy of like, hey, you're kind of more like me than I thought, right? <laughs> like, like this is really cool. This is a this is a nice. And and that, and what a what a great way to think about like gaming, right? It's 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 a it's a really low for the most part low barrier of entry uh, to get in to be passionate about stuff, and and there's a lot of opportunity that you can create for yourself, and it seems slightly different than traditional sports for for a couple reasons, right? But um, yeah, I just think that the access and the connection and 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 seeing some of these, you, you know, your heroes, some of these women and men that are like your heroes, they're just like jumping on and playing just like you is like, bet. And I have a better chance of like jumping in their stream and throwing some emotes and maybe subbing and like such a better chance of them recognizing like, hey, Mark, thanks for, you know, jumping in again. Or I appreciate the, you know, the, the this, that or the other, as opposed to just yelling at them from, you know, on the pitch or hitting them up in their DMs or something. So there's a lot of things that make um, gaming super excited and accessible to everyone. Yeah, it definitely was cool seeing Julio Jones jumping in a party with some other guys and some of the players I know to kind of drop into war zone and him getting really into it and getting excited when he got right. a kill. It's like Julio Jones, like you're a superstar since birth, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's it. It's the first time we, one of the the first pros that we signed was uh, Andrew Wiley, and he came in and he had a Super Bowl ring and stuff. And him talking about being excited wearing our jersey was just like, I could, I, it's like, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you say? You're like, we are too, but like, also, it's like, welcome to the team. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's jump in. And like, who knew you liked Pokemon so much? Like, this is, I mean, we did, of course, but like, like, dope, right? Like, yeah, let's open up a ton of cards and engage with people, and then let's jump into like Warzone and and try some Rocket League, and and so the versatility there is really interesting too. So, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about, which is just you can connect your fans on a little bit you know, not just accessible, but a deeper level versus like, Hey, you don't just have to like, you know, volleyball, football, soccer, whatever. Right. You can like one athlete could play a myriad of different things and those fans still stay. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. So what are some kind of typical issues that, you know, are encountered when operating a team, maybe some pitfalls to look out for? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot. I think it depends on the scale of your business, right? Like, or the state of your business where you're at in the business. Um, it's a lot of if you're starting out, it's definitely a startup, and there's a lot of the cliche, you know, go fast, break things, and there's also like be patient. So it's that constant push and pull of like, yes, what we're doing is right, and it will come, and also hurry up. How can we go faster? Right? Like it's agility versus patience. I think that's a, a lot of things that are are the pitfall. And if you can, you can't really prevent some of those things, but in my experience. It's like if you can understand that they're there and you can always go back to your North Star and what you're trying to accomplish, like that makes it a little bit easier or the waiting a little bit more palatable, right? Like, um, so that's, that's, that's probably a good one. And then, you know, in terms of where your business at and, and scale, there's different challenges at different things, right? Like raising your, 
you know, forty million dollars after you've been, you know, evaluated at four hundred million and you've been around since twenty twelve is a different kind of set of challenges as saying, hey, we're you know, evaluated at ten million and we're raising two million and and this is what we look like. Um, but but I think uh, it's always the the scale and it's always connected to like you know the other things, the pitfalls, or just never forget like why you're doing it or who you're doing it for. Um, you know, like like with anything, there's uh, even though there might be that agility and patience, uh, things bumping heads uh, a lot. It's it's also like like this is fun. Like people love this and like we should take care of our community. So if, if any of those things are off, then like that's a huge red flag, right? Like if it's something that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. So I, I guess at least in my experience, those are, those are a couple of things to be, be careful with, like understand those kind of things, always tie it back to your North star. Um, you know, surround yourself with really great people, easier said than done. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that you have to kind of realize, like you said, these things take time. The good things take even longer. And, you know, as you go up the totem pole and are dealing with bigger companies and more established entities, they take even longer. And it's just, it sucks when you're still in there waiting for the approval, but it's just kind of part of the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, anything, you know, I shouldn't say anything, but yeah, I agree. Right. Like if it was easy, everyone would do it. There's a little bit of that. And there's also like, Hey, I want to do it my own way and I can do it better, faster, et cetera. Um, So yeah, absolutely. But you know, really understanding the space, understanding the future of the space is super helpful. Um, If you can really, you know, constantly try to future prep your decisions, which again, easier said than done. But, you know, if we think about it uh, from the Kansas City Pioneers perspective, if we want to be here 50 years, if we care about our community like this, if we believe in A, B, and C, um, then then those are a lot of things that are pretty helpful for us to make the decisions, you know, and and make the make the not so, you know, there's not been any bad times, but like the, you know, there's always going to be obstacles and frustrations, but they don't seem as bad when, when you think about some of those things and, and, uh, it makes the good, it makes the wins even better. So. Absolutely. So shift gears a little bit. So tell us a little about social apex, you know, what is it and what's some of the stuff you guys are working on? Sure. So it's a marketing company here in Kansas city and we do content creation, brand positioning strategy, um, you know, social media and, and really you can see some of the work that we do from a social apex perspective and some of the content we make for the, for the pioneers. So that's been a really good partnership. Um, you know, we have, uh, clients that are from a social apex perspective, clients that are like challenger, uh, brands, right? So they're not the, the number one market share in, in their category. So we have B2B, B2C, we have sports, traditional sports, um, you know, CPG, it's really about telling really good stories and connecting to the modern consumer and interesting, right? The modern consumer is, is high propensity that they are a gamer, uh, and, or watch a stream. So it's a really good fit, um, for the Kansas city pioneers and, and social apex to make some of the stuff. And then it allows us to, to differentiate ourselves. So, you know, when you start thinking about how, how does the pioneers differentiate themselves from, from some of the stuff additionally that I've already laid out, it's like, it's our ability to create content that, that drives emotion and a potential CTA, um, or it's just cool. <laughs> right. But, um, 
is in, and that makes a lot of sense in this space and not just for the fans uh, and, and for the players, which is really cool. So announcements and graphics and 3ds and animate super dope. And then also from a sponsorship side. So, you know, rather than just saying, Hey, sponsor a, you know, like sponsor us, here's the assets, here's the inventory. This is how much it is. Just slap your logo on it and see you later. Um, we're able to leverage both internal Kansas City Pioneer skill set and, you know, a high-end marketing firm like Social Apex to, to really craft some cool campaigns and content that, that also help us go out and engage sponsors in a meaningful way that they can also use to engage, um, you know, their end consumer in a meaningful, authentic way as well. So pretty cool. Yeah, and I think it's nice that it kind of you have a different insight into what you know brands and what this kind of the public is looking for. You know, because I think when you think about esports organizations, a lot of the people that maybe aren't forming aren't you know that media or digital savvy. They might not come from this production and marketing background. It might be more of an operational and esports connections or eye for talent or just kind of being friends with the right players. It's not necessarily having this traditional marketing content creation development background yeah I, th- I think it's helpful like built you know what we've done at kansas city pioneers is essentially build a brand right so how do you take an idea or a product from ideation to market to um you know investing to market to maturity type stuff and, and there's a lot of things that go into that so so it's nice to have some different insight and then also to to engage our our sponsors and uh like from that side uh, just understanding a little bit more about what are, you know, what are they looking for? How do they want to engage that? You know, what's, what is a good return for them? How does some of this, you know, stuff integrate in their overall stuff as in things we do, right? That's a terrible way to think of uh, the incredible things our teams do. They'll be like, thanks for calling our things stuff, Mark, you know, but the incredible content and campaigns that we do on the social apex side, um, you know, cause we're working with, uh, well, I won't give our client list, but like, you know, recently we just did uh, a nice collaboration with uh, Charlie Hustle and Sporting Kansas City. And so that's a really, you know, good fit when you start thinking about like, okay, well, you know, Charlie Hustle does a really good job engaging, um, you know, Gen Z millennial and building a brand that, you know, is is really integral to to the heart of Kansas City. And then, of course, Sporting Kansas City, which is a traditional, you know, sports uh, soccer team and the MLS, they've won the cup. They're fantastic. We love them. And, uh, and then they also have like, you know, uh, E, um, athlete, right. So, the so FIFA play. yeah, that's exactly right. So, so there's some couple of cool things, but what I was getting back to is saying that, you know, you, you can understand like, what does it look like and sound like from a marketing standpoint? How do you kind of scale these things? What's additional value other than, um, some traditional, you know, metrics, right? Like, oh, we have this much, much reach impressions, et cetera. And, and that's super important. Um, but how can you differentiate yourself? And we're fortunate to have super talented people at Kansas City Pioneers um, and then also a great partnership in Social Apex. And, and that's a, a pretty good, dangerously good combination, um, you know, to launch, to launch new ventures and players and teams and engage with our fans. Absolutely. I, th- I think it's a nice little compliment you have going over there. So tell us about the Kansas City Esports Coalition. What is it and you know what, what do you do there and what's some of the work that they're working on? Yeah, the Kansas City Esports Coalition 
really the goal is how do we better understand and leverage talent within Kansas City to drive economic growth and esports awareness, gaming awareness in in Kansas City, right? So think you know tourism, uh, jobs, and just overall awareness. Also integration with like Steam. Uh, programs in school and and we have some cool folks doing some things here in Kansas City um, in the esports scene. So it makes sense to say, okay, well, it's the gaming commission, sports commission, um, you know, some of the pro teams, uh, you know, companies that have a vested interest in and in actually, uh, you know, driving esports and gaming awareness, and and that all comes together to say, how can we? start to think about bringing huge tournaments to Kansas City? How can we think about starting to develop academy teams um, in Kansas City? How can we use a platform of gaming to, you know, drive awareness and economic growth and, and make our city better, um, you know, both like scholastically and, and, and rev- right, you know, job opportunities and economic growth as well. Um, so it's, it's been really neat. Like the high school esports league is here. Uh, the national association of college esports is here as well. And, and so there's some, and there's some really great college programs as well. So we're, we're, we're excited to, to start thinking about like spoiler alert, esports and gaming is a big deal, right? And like that, the way that, you know, companies and, and academics can engage with the future uh, is is a really interesting proposition. And I think it's more of the like, hey, it takes a village to make our village better. And that's what we've done. We've banded together and said, hey, <laughs> like esports is important. Here's our stake in the ground. Gaming is the future. Um, and so let's put some smart, talented people and also myself, so I won't put myself in that category, but uh, that that believe in that mission and, and the future state, and let's try to do some really cool stuff around it. Amazing. Well, I think that's you know really important. You know, mentioning how you're able to kind of build the fan of you know next. That's kind of what it looks like to me. It's how you're kind of building the next generation of fans of whether it's esports or gaming or even just the pioneers in general. It's kind of creating this community outreach and development that you really need this i think that a lot of places are going to start having this younger pipeline and figuring out how to tap into it especially when you're very geographically driven you know is going to be a really great attribute yeah that's exactly right like you said pipeline which i really like it and i would just expand slightly and say like hey it's a it's an ecosystem if done right you know um why can't we have the timo center host a huge land of course we can Right. And so like, how do you lobby for that? Just like we want the World Cup to be played somewhere or the Olympics to be somewhere. Um, you know, the, how about the CDL? Right. So so I think understanding those things and, and understanding the growth and trajectory and, and from a city perspective and then how you take that ecosystem and then kind of build those funnels and pipelines of things that make sense is, is a huge win for Kansas City um, for a lot of reasons. Amazing. So, you know, I like to kind of bring it towards the end. So what advice do you have for anyone that's starting an esports organization? One more time. So what kind of advice do you have for anyone starting an esports org? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, there, there's a couple things that, it, that the advice, and I apologize. So, so I think understand your why, right? Like, why are you doing this? How do you differentiate? And then it goes just really 
protect the integrity of your brand, your fans, and your partners. So as success grows, opportunities will show up. They don't always mean that they're good. Um, you know, find trusted partners, find mentors, do your research. Um, you know, it's been my experience that most of the time I've asked somebody for help that I, that was outside my network. If I was able to bridge and broker relationships has been amazing. So it's a great community. Tap into that, uh, work hard at the culture, like culture is everything. You know, there's, there's a reason why, um, you, you know, I, I am personally doing these things and it is an emotional commitment, which is way different than a rational commitment, right? Like the alarm doesn't go off and I go, man, I have to pioneer today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. Um, so really work hard at the culture and, and that stems from developing your team. So as you're scaling, get the right people, develop your team, you know, coach them, you know, help them develop them, as I said, like, you know, hold them accountable for the wins. So it's a lot of times it's easy to go, hey, here's all the stuff that we need to work on, or here's all the stuff that is moving really fast. Like, you know, make sure you stop and enjoy the the rapid trajectory if you're doing it right of success. So so those are some of the things that come to mind when if I was starting, if I was going to do KCP all over again, I think we've we've done, I'm thrilled the pieces to say there would be very small deviations from from things that we've done and uh, a lot of it stems from you know uh not slow and steady wins the race but if you have some of those pillars that you believe in that will help you build and scale build that foundation to scale um that will make life i think a lot easier for you (laughs) right it's like you don't have to take on the whole world at once if you build the strong foundation and do it right you'll be able to eventually build to something huge that's exactly right. It's that again, the juxtaposition, agility and patience. <laughs> Amazing. So what's kind of the future plans for the Kansas City Pioneers? What are you guys working on going forward? Sure. Uh, you know what we're working on is continuing to do exactly what we just talked about, which is scale, find uh, new teams, new spaces that we want to be in, continue to to do great stuff for our fans, to engage them. Um, you know, continue to cheer on our folks to go out and get the dub. Uh, and then we, you know, we'll have some, some content creators and, and, and some more teams that, that will show up and, uh, do, you know, cool sponsors. So, so that's it. Um, and then ultimately win, right? Like we want to be highly competitive and we've been really blessed to, to, to have really highly competitive world caliber championship teams underneath the Kansas city pioneers. And we want to, uh, you know, move from, we want to keep hanging some banners and, and hanging some dubs. So that's the goal. Awesome. Well, you know, we'll be rooting for you over here. And, you know, I like to try to end each episode with my three questions. So, you know, what's your favorite game to watch? Right now, Rainbow Six. Okay. So what about your favorite game to play? Rocket League. And, you know, what's who's your favorite video game character? Ooh, um... No, I'm gonna have to go OG Mario. Okay, Mario. can't go wrong with that. <laughs> so, you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was extremely insightful. So, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, in terms of it's just Pioneers GG on most everything, and I believe Pioneers GG underscore on Twitch, and you can check us out there. Awesome. So, you know, thanks everybody again for tuning in and make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin J E S Q and check Apple podcasts for all past episodes. 
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.